Bonnie and I'm seven. Hey, I'm Adam, 37. Bonnie's sick. She's been dosed, too. Not not technically. (laughs) No, technically you are. You've got major sniffles, and if you want to call technically, if you want to call a fever being technical, then yes, you have a 99.6 degree temperature, so... So, I have been coughing, I've been sneezing a lot and stuff, but I can, my dad gave me a lot of medicine and I'm starting to feel better, but my eyes are starting to water and stuff. (laughs) Well, you finally properly blew your nose and then we did this thing where we go, one, two, three, suck. With the nasal spray. Yeah, some saline nasal spray. spray. (coughs) And then we got some, what's that, sniffing stuff? Sniffing. Oh, well, you were just smelling some menthol cream. That really doesn't do anything. I don't even know why they make that stuff. That doesn't cure sickness. That's crazy. That just makes you feel like it kind of distracts you from your misery, I think. That mentholatum smell. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it does smell good. You couldn't even smell it at first, and then we did the spray, and then you could finally smell it. It, it was like a huge different in one second. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Kids don't know how to blow their noses right. They- <coughs> but I almost um, used a whole tissue box at school, a whole brand new tissue box at school, blowing my nose. You're that kid. Shit. I remember the kid. <coughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I remember the kid. I might edit those coughs out or I might leave them if I'm lazy. There was a uh, the, always the kid in class who had perpetual sniffles during cold season and or – or maybe just the Kleenex addict and, addict and the rest of us would <laughs> snort and swallow it. I, I was a snorter and swallower, and only in the past five years of my life did I realize like that just compacts the stuff up in your sinuses. So, But yeah, there's always the kid who would walk up every 30 seconds and get a Kleenex and blow his nose. And that kid always had a really flaky, red, crusty nose. So don't overdo it, okay? You'll get a red, flaky, crusty nose. Crusty nose. Mm-hmm. Well, this episode's actually about B.C. Clark. But this boy, um, um, if you're listening, sorry, but um, I'm not trying to make Don't say any names. Don't call out anybody at school. Okay, you not, can tell a story. I'm not trying to make fun of him, but um, this boy at school, um... He always has, like, a booger hanging out of his um, nose, and he has, like, a red, flaky, crusty nose, and then he always has snot coming out. Like, and it's, like, I'm not even lying. It's actually literally, like, hanging to his upper lip or, like, to his up, his high lip right here. It's, like, literally, like, and he has a booger, (laughs) and it's crusty booger snot. It's gross. He's n- Luckily, he's not my class. Is he in your grade? Yes. He's a second grader. Yes. Why do you think that's happening with this kid? Is it some sort of condition? Is it something that he just is unaware of? Uh, I think it's something that he's unaware of. He's he's actually a pretty weird kid his, himself. So. Well, you know what? Maybe you should be nice to that kid in particular, you know, know. because are some people mean to that kid? No, but I'm pretty sure there's some kid out there in our school teasing him and stuff. Well, you are right now on a podcast, so 
Maybe you should take one of these gift bags we made last night. Bonnie took her allowance. It's a boy. Okay. Bonnie took her allowance and uh, bought some, bought a couple of different kind of candies at Dollar General, split them all up into like eight different gift bags and uh, handed out some candies to kids at school today, which I haven't heard the story about how that went, but maybe you should make another bag and give them to people like the snot kid, you know, make them feel better. But how did it go when you handed out the candies today? Did you find everybody you needed? Um, well, I did, um, I did miss a couple people because I wasn't able to give those to those people today, um, like Sydney. And Let me guess, you ate the candy that you no, weren't able to no, give them. No, Um. I wasn't able to check your backpack after school. <laughs> I, I had one extra one and I didn't know who it was for. I gave... Xavier a bag because he didn't have a stem snack. Mm, that's nice. And then I gave Levi a bag because he didn't have a stem snack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did it make you feel good to give gifts to people, or are you some sort of cold, calloused, uh, utilitarian gift giver where you're wanting to give them candy so you get candy back? It makes me feel good when I give them candy. I like being nice. <clears throat> to that's people. good. That's good. So how did you get all the money that you uh, bought these snacks with? And how much money did you get? How much money did you have just like three days ago? I ended up having... Okay, so I'm going to tell you from the first. First, I've been... We made this deal a long time ago. And he said... My dad said that if I save up to $50, he would give me... How much... If you saved up to 50, I would give you 25. 25 bucks. And he actually gave me three because I wasn't to 50 quite yet. So he gave me three for my allowance this week early. And then he gave me my 25 early. And then my papa Mickey, he always sends 50 bucks for a Christmas, a good, awesome Christmas present. Every year, so... Your great-grandpa, my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my great-grandpa. And I ended up with $125. $125. And I've never had a $100. Bless you. Thank you. The highest I've ever gotten is probably like 80-something. Mm-hmm. From my next assignment. Yeah. Okay, so we teased earlier this episode was going to be about B.C. Clark. Why is that? You're doing a thing in school. Um. So after announcements, every morning we do our Pledge of Allegiance and stuff, and we do our school creed. I'm not going to say right now, but so we do our school creed. What is the school creed? Is it quick? Can you do it quick, or is it a long thing? It's, uh, we're in a coma park, Jackets, and we're here to say that we stop, that we live and learn the Nakoma Parkway. We do our best in school and play. We do the right thing each and every day. And then, stop. And then we do our moment of silence. And then... After announcements, after we've done our morning work and announcements, we go out to our um, school pod, 
we're not our school pod, our grade pod in second grade. And we sing Christmas carols every year. We sing Christmas carols in the pod with all second grade. And um, the teachers were like, let's see if any of you guys know what um, commercial song it is. And they put on this commercial, and it's called B.C. Clark. Mm-hmm. So maybe some of our listeners don't know what B.C. Clark is, and I don't even know if you know what B.C. Clark is fully, but B.C. Clark is a local jewelry store that might have like five locations. I don't know, but they were founded in, let me see, I have this thing up here. I think 1920-something. Um, it was 1992. Um, no, you're thinking of the song that says 1892, and that's when the dude was born, I think. No, he was born in 1869, Clyde or Benton Clyde Clark, and then from Abilene, Texas, he took his life savings of 50 bucks, oh. uh, rolled up here into Oklahoma City in 1892, started a watch company. It became a it became a staple of Oklahoma shopping, um, or at least Christmas jingles. So, um, actually in 1929 is when he started the store. Um, this, yes, ma'am. What? Yeah. But this commercial, um, of the watches, uh, the watches show, uh, the watches, um, the BC Clark's, um, jewelry store commercial. It was like, Produced, like, kind of made, like, the commercial was in 1956. Oh, you're looking at my screen, aren't you? <laughs> well, actually, I actually I actually didn't memorize that, but uh, I was actually kind of looking. Man, are they teaching a whole class on this B.C. Clark song? No. You should go there tomorrow then and remember these dates and regale them with this uh, history of B.C. Clark's jewelry store. Should we play the song now? Yes. Let's hear it, guys. I grew up with this song that was written in 1956. This original jingle. I love it. I don't know when it, maybe it did air then, but um, this version that we're going to hear now says it's uh, the original jingle. Here, let's hear it. That's it. That's the song. Um, what do you think? I really like it. I don't really know the words, so we're going to be practicing, practicing this when we are done um, with this podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't even... Re- I, we're going to be practicing it, yeah. I've heard this song my whole life, and I don't even know the words. I know a few words here and there. Um, there's a, another old local commercial that goes Mathis Brothers Furniture (laughs) and I know that one what? I have a big question you probably will not know this but how how do the store people get their stuff that they sell? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. They're from they get that's these stores are retail stores and they get 
their stuff from wholesale stores. So there's giant warehouses that don't have to look pretty. They're just me- they're just shelves and stacks of stuff and boxes that get sent out <coughs> to retail stores. Do you want to hear another one more old commercial that I know? Fine. I feel like <laughs> you're f- I feel like you're falling asleep from that that cold medicine. Yeah. Yeah. I think Bonnie's got that cold medicine feeling. I need to go blow my nose. I need my dad to help me. Okay. Bonnie's going to blow her nose and then pass out, probably. No, I'm going to practice. No, she's going to practice the B.C. Clark song. Well, let's uh, lead out with this old commercial that I remember playing alongside the uh, B.C. Clark commercial when I was a kid in between Saturday morning cartoons or after-school cartoons or something. You know, whenever we would come home, it would be like a two-hour block of cartoons, and then after that, they would start adult programming or old-person programming. It would be Matlock, Murder, She Wrote, uh, The Andy Griffith Show, Little Home, Little House on the Prairie, um, Beverly Hillbillies, all these things that I liked a few of those. I liked the Beverly Hillbillies for sure, but um, this was one of the these commercials that played during this. This is for a local insurance company called Tall Paul Mead Insurance, and this is anybody from Oklahoma that's around my age, dude. Just soak this up. You know it, and you love it. Protecting all the things you own, like cars and trucks and mobile homes. Accidents or tickets to call and we'll take care of you. Five two four one five four one. 